Welcome to Mythids. My name is Brooke. My name's Alyssa, and I'm living proof that dumb luck is alive and well in the world. And I have recently learned some interesting information about this episode. <laughs> uh, to give you guys some background as to what I knew was going on, a very good friend of the show, Maury, texted me about, I don't know, a week or two ago, not long after our last episode went up, to make an argument for me to discuss Mushu from Mulan, <laughs> which is a bit outside of our podcast's usual kind of rule as to what we talk about. But, first of all, we've covered uh, fictional characters before. Humbaba, I think, is the most recent. Yeah. Um, so, you know, monsters from fiction isn't unheard of for us. And also, I'm very lazy, and they did offer to do the research for me, which you guys all know how much I love. I'm willing to bet that was the real selling point. That was absolutely the- yeah! No, that was a real selling point, for sure. So, we in agreement. I would talk about Mushu today, and I'm gonna- I am gonna truly argue for him. Don't get me wrong. And in return, I didn't have to do any research this week. But just a few- probably maybe 10-20 minutes yeah, before we started recording today, Alyssa informed me of something very interesting. <laughs> See, what Brooke doesn't know is that a few days before Maury had messaged Brooke, Maury also came to me with an interesting proposition as to a fictional character I should present for this podcast. And I was equally uh, a little surprised and taken aback, like, First of all, there's no way Brooke will agree to this, so I guess I just won't tell them until it's too late. And second of all, <laughs> and second of all, um, what? No, there's no way. Like, and then I was like, you know what? Like, they they made a good argument. Like, it could be like a belated April Fool's joke. And then went, hey, I'm gonna get Brooke to do something else. So we were we were going back and forth plotting for a while not only what i was gonna do and how brooke was gonna react to it but that brooke should also have a similar fictional character so when brooke texts me like i don't know a few days ago before we record like hey maury wants me to do mushu but i don't know how to feel about it but listen we should include fictional characters as modern mythology i had to try not to die because i had brought shrek what <laughs> week i have very good news i'm feeling so much better about my prospects because <laughs> i was sitting here going okay so you know mushu he's good personality you know i love reptilian things to begin with so he's got some points there and you know maybe not great in combat but he can breathe some fire he can do some stuff but like now that i know shrek's what i'm up against i've got dateability in the bag i think <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll still make a fair argument. I will still make an argument, okay? But yeah, this was this was Maury's plot. Uh, oh it was God. funny that it was a dragon because there's a dragon in Shrek. It's funny because Eddie Murphy is Donkey and Eddie Murphy is Mushu. Oh my God, I <laughs> I don't I don't know how to feel. I mean, is there a way to feel about this? Is, is... I don't know. 
So I guess for serious listeners of our podcast, we could treat this like an accidental uh, Alyssa planned an April Fool's Day episode without telling Brooke, belatedly. For the serious listeners who, for some reason, come to us for real information about mythology, uh, myths, (laughs) cryptids, all of that, first of all, what are you doing here? (laughs) We're here to have fun. We're not necessarily here to be smart or uh, right. I appreciate that you think that we're any source of credibility, though. Like, I, I will say we put in uh, a decent amount of effort into gathering information, but I wouldn't use me as, like, a journalistic source whatsoever. Oh, God, no. But I will say this one more than any other time, maybe not the most serious episode. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. I mean, potentially. Oh, I cannot... That little sneak. I cannot believe they did this. Yep. <laughs> I'm cry. Okay. So who's going first? I th- think it's me. Okay. Okay. On on that note, most people are familiar with the movie, but before that, Shrek was actually a book, a children's comedy book by William Stake. I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh, about a monster screen creature, i.e. an ogre. Uh, who travels the world and saves a princess. Uh, the name Shrek is actually a romanization of a Yiddish word. I can cannot read that, but I am going to make the bold assumption based on the fact that it's a romanization that it's pronounced the same way. But the German word Shrek, I assume that's how you also pronounce that, uh, means fear or fright. So it's like a good combination of all of them. The story in the book is a little bit different. I mean, it's essentially the same basis as the movie for those who have seen it. Uh, although I will say I think he breathes fire and is seemingly indestructible in the book, but I won't be arguing the book, so we'll, we'll, we'll give you that. Essentially, he knocks out a dragon, goes to save a princess, is scared by his own reflection because it looks like an army of hideous creatures, and then, like, the princess is more or equally as horrifying as him, and they live horribly ever after. Um, the rights for the book were bought by Steven Spielberg in 1991. He wanted to do a traditionally animated film, but then John H. Williams brought it to DreamsWork, and Jeffrey Katzenberg, who had just recently left on not-so-great terms with Disney, wanted to have, like, a, a concept of, like, fairy tales, but also have, like, some kind of an adult film. It, it went through a lot of, like really interesting iterations and they were like how do we make this for more adults or let's put like guns and roses into the soundtrack like what are y'all doing you to know when i heard you say the sentence but they were trying to make it more of an adult film Mm -hmm. horrible images came into my brain no not that kind of adult film why (laughs) if i have to think it so do you keep going Oh, God. Anyway, they tried to make it more appealing for the adults that would go see it with their kids. And then lots of that was scrapped. God. Uh, sorry. I, I'm picturing horrible things now. Thank you, Brooke. <laughs> um, God. <laughs> but anyway, it's it sat in development hell for a few years because originally they had cast uh, Chris Farley to voice Shrek. And then he died in 1997. So then they had to rewrite the script and replace it. Which ends us with uh, the movie, and I think 
it was May 18, 2001. Uh, so Shrek himself, for those not familiar, is an ogre. So a gigantic green skinned, physically intimidating, I guess you could say he's pretty large. Uh, and he's got a Scottish accent. Uh, he lives in a swamp by himself. He's a recluse because he's not accepted by society or others. Uh, also, he's kind of a bitch. <laughs> Part of the being a recluse is just that he is a bitch. Listen, listen, sometimes you just want to live in your mud alone and not have to deal with people. And while I don't want to live in the swamp alone, I work in retail enough to understand not wanting to have to deal with people ever again. Just saying. <laughs> That's fair, but there is also that scene where he uses his own earwax as a candle. And even as a child, that 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 part upset me a lot. <laughs> No, that's fair. That's, that's it would little... smell so bad. <laughs> I will say, as to his whole, like, swamp, horrible smell, disgusting everything, Maury made a fantastic point, which is, if you've ever lived with a teenage boy or had a teenage brother, you're already used to that level of hyper-disgusting No, so actually, I, ha- I have a brother who is five years younger than me. I think he's 19. Wait, hold up. I'm 24. Yeah, so he's 19 now. And what what we did to deal with him as a teenager is we made him only allowed to spend any significant amount of time in the garage, the mudroom, and his bedroom. Any other time, like family time in the living room, he was allowed to be there, but like it was a close call, you know? <laughs> so no, I would say there is a significant- Also, also- my brother's nasty. He is. I'm not a fan of so many of the things he does. He used to have a horrible habit of, like, stripping in the middle of the kitchen so he'd just be walking around in his boxers. Like, bitch, hello. But I think even he would not burn his own earwax. Are you light. sure? <laughs> Are you sure about that, though? I will- t- Hold up. I have met um, your brother. <laughs> I'm calling my if brother. If you told him he could make a candle out of his own earwax and burn it, ask- Like, he- like, would he do it? He might be at work, so he's gonna be like, why the fuck are you calling? I can't wait to see the results of this. Your call has been forwarded <laughs> to an automated... That brat. System. The whore did not answer. We do not have a verdict. He's probably working or something like an idiot, so he didn't answer his phone. <laughs> but there are a few important things to take note of. First of all, it's not the same on account of, even if it is comparable, being forced to live with someone who's gross because they are related to you and willingly spending time with someone because you are choosing to date them are two very different things. And I know this because I went through a straight phase in high school (laughs) and dated multiple teenage boys and it was terrible, absolutely horrible. We'll we'll table, we'll put a pin in that for uh, dateability, but I will remember that. (laughs) I I will remember that. Oh, God, where was I? Uh, Somewhere. Anyway, to sort of streamline this, because now we're on the topic of the movie, and I am absolutely not about to give you the plot summary of all four movies. Coward. I will just give you a general, very brief synopsis of the important points. He has the swamp overrun by fairy tale creatures. He goes to the lord of the land to kick them the he- the heck out. I don't know why I censored myself there. He goes to kick them the hell out. The lord's like, okay, if you get me the hand of the princess in marriage, I'll let them leave. He does that. He fights a dragon. 
Turns out the princess is cursed that she also turns into, she turns into an ogre at night. So she's also an ogre, but only at night. He returns her to the Lord. He finds, the Lord finds out the secret. He's very upset. During this point, the princess, Fiona, and Shrek fall in love. They get married. Uh, then they meet the in-laws. The in-laws are not happy about this because she was Oh, wow. We're going to go else. through all of them, huh? I, th- I just I said, just you said not briefly. Do- I just said briefly. I'm trying. That was less than a minute. That was less than a minute. I feel like, <sighs> okay. all right, fine, fine, fine. <laughs> I'm trying to balance this where I'm not making it like a 20 second talking piece, but also I'm not talking about it for four hours. And I don't know where the cutoff point is because there's so much content. They made a musical. They made a spin-off movie for Puss in Boots. The fucking Humpty Dumpty was the villain in Puss in Boots. I'm getting wildly off topic, but I think about that every fucking day. <laughs> <sighs> I'm in awe. What? Alyssa. I'm in awe of you. Okay, okay. This is, again, still wildly off topic, but there's a scene <laughs> in the Puss in Boots movie that I have talked about with my girlfriend on a regular basis since we were in high school, which was, like, eight years ago now. And what scene is this? It's like, okay, so, like, when it's revealed Humpty Dumpty was the villain and you didn't see it coming all because you thought he was dead or whatever. I don't remember. It's been forever since I've actually seen the movie. I only remember this one scene. And Puss and Moose is like, Humpty Dumpty, we were brothers. How could you do this to me? And Humpty Dumpty is like, I was, it was me. I was there the whole time. And it's just a series of increasingly ridiculous cut-ins in which Humpty Dumpty is either hiding or in costume or like shown to be there th- the whole time throughout the movie. And I'm Hear not doing out. it justice. Like everyone has Hold to on, go. Alyssa. Yeah. Suchet from Untamed. <laughs> It's like, no, I was there. I was there the whole time. I never left. <laughs> literally. Literally. <laughs> that's that's all you need to know. And it's to this day, like, I think about it so much. <laughs> I can't speak to the quality of anything else because I, I haven't seen it in, like, since I was high school. I can't actually speak to whether it was good or not but i just think about that so often because that's like the greatest comedic fucking thing ever when it's just like who are you no i was there anyway now that i've done my off-topic wild talk about puss in boots which is relevant uh yeah i mean they made four movies they made a christmas special they made a goddamn musical at one point i think i think there were some video games uh i know i had one of them as a kid there was also the, I don't know if you had the DVD of the second movie, but there was like oh, an American the, uh, America's Idol. Oh, th- uh, yeah, far, far American Idol, Idol thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. I, I watched a clip of that on Tumblr like two weeks ago. Incredible. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, God. Okay. It's, just, it's got such a large cultural overarching. Like who doesn't know the fairy godmother scene from the second movie? Like holding out for a hero? Okay, Everyone yeah, that's knows. iconic. I will say. In some pathetic attempt to stay in line with the theme of our podcast. Okay. I do not think we can take how good or iconic the overall movies are into account in any of the debating. Okay. Because we are not talking about how good is Shrek versus how good is Mulan. No. We are talking Shrek the character 
versus Mushu the dragon. No, that's fine. I have a whole list of arguments ready and waiting. I'm horrified. But uh, do you have anything else you want to say on Shrek's behalf? I think that much, that pretty much covers it. Like, I'll get into it more later, but like, he's a family man, you know? He's got some kids. He's got a wife. Oh, I'm sorry. Have you not, have you not seen the later movies? He has three kids. I did not enjoy them as much, I'll be honest. (laughs) Now, part of that might have been that I saw the first one when I was a young child. (laughs) I mean, yeah, it was 2001. We were, we were, we were a little. I was five. (laughs) Oh, God. So that might have had something to do with it. Maybe. But hard to be sure. So I'm talking about Mushu. Um, now, Mori, like I said, did all of my research for me. And this is fucking wild. I have multiple written up notes. It's fucking color coded. Is that what it's like to be organized? It's the most wild thing in the world. I'm not used to having real notes. Although I will say, thank God, I asked them for their sources and they told me they stuck to Wikipedia in order to stay on brand for me, (laughs) which I really appreciated. Oh, God. (laughs) Didn't want to shock you guys too much. Um, Although it turns out if you actually fucking know how to use Wikipedia, you can get a ton out of that shit. I have been telling you this since literally episode (laughs) one. I have been telling you this for months. I'm su- I'm sorry, I'm suddenly deaf. Mm. Hey, when that I happens. don't. So, Maury was so kind as to fill up two entire pages on Eastern dragons for me. Ooh. From mythology and all of that. Um, and it's all very interesting. And, and they color-coded it um, with a highlighter uh, for things that are sexy, things that are powerful, and things that I just think it's neat. <laughs> Important um, category. <laughs> that being said, are you going to let me use Eastern Dragon mythology? Okay, here's the thing. I will let you talk about it in terms of, like, where design and inspiration comes from, but- Well, you couldn't stop me from talking about it. That wasn't my question. <laughs> no, no, I will not, because I guarantee you- Okay, first of all, Mushu's not the size of an eastern dragon. Second of all, there are plenty of things I'm sure that eastern dragons can do that Mushu cannot. Like, has Mushu ever been shown to fly? I don't think he has. Um, I don't know. I'm pretty sure he cannot fly. Um, he could barely breathe fire. Okay, but, um, argument on that. In, um, a cameo on House of Mouse, it was revealed that if he eats spicy food, he gets good at breathing fire. Yeah, that's like the cartoon effect that everyone has. He's not special. Also, most dragons I know don't need like a jalapeno to like create fire. I I suppose. Okay. So, um I'm going to start off giving a bit of general info on eastern dragons. Not a ton. Um because I want to actually cover them in a serious episode someday. Um, and so it, you know, feels redundant to do much on it here. But, uh, first, an important thing to keep in mind with Eastern Dragons. Um, whereas with a Western Dragon, there's pretty much a standard format that it comes in. Um, you know, the giant, almost like, uh, dinosaur kind of thing with the wings and the horns. Yeah, and the tail. Eastern dragons come in a bunch of different forms. They can be serpentine. They can be turtles. They can be more like fish. 
um, all sorts of things. Usually serpentine, but not always. Uh, almost any scaled creature can be a dragon. Snagging. Um, Snake dragon. Now, obviously, Mushu is more serpentine because they were going, they were, he was heavily inspired by, um, the more, like, the kind of typical idea of, uh, Eastern Dragon. They have, you know, some abilities that can, like, help with success and all that kind of stuff, which is why you see, like, temples and stuff for them, or shrines, really. Symbol of power, strength, and good luck, which is why, again, you see a lot of, like, images of them incorporated into things. Oh, gosh, there's so many different things. Trying to think about what stuff I want to actually talk about. Uh, so they've got nine animal resemblances that are expected in a dragon. So you've got the shape of a horse's head and a snake tail, antlers of a stag, head of a camel, not a horse, sorry, I said the wrong thing, camel head, demon eyes, which apparently counts as an animal. <laughs> I just want to know what's what is the distinction there? Like, how does one describe demon eyes? I, I don't know, but that's what he's got. Don't be mean to him. Um, neck of a snake, belly of a clam. What? So I'm guessing like, yeah, I'm I'm imagining like the hard shell. Yeah, okay. you can't stab him from underneath. Uh huh. I am I am actually reading straight from the source. That no, I believe Maury you. I'm just screenshots of. confused um, as to how clams Scales of a carp, claws of an eagle, and tiger feet, and ears of a cow. It's like the world's worst chimera. Kind of. Except, like, if you think about, like, images of an eastern dragon, like, yeah, that fits, actually. I, I'm just trying to, I guess, like, those are just The things. clam bit is, is yeah. throwing me off a little. I, but I, I guess also, like, they know. wouldn't have it all in one. Like, those are just features that they could have. Like, it's not an amalgamation of all of those things. Yes. Although I think a lot of them have most of them. Mm. And then whether or not an eastern dragon can fly is decided. There's basically a lump called um, a chimu on its head and if the dragon has that lump it can fly and if it does not have that it cannot fly um for personal reasons i am actually now that i've done that i am gonna pull up a picture of mushu just to check oh my god i re he has to use a glider he can't fly now yeah, that i'm no, remembering he, he this correctly yeah he can't he does not have it i just i just wanted to double check you never know I just didn't want you to be like, we never see him fly, but he has the hump, so he must be able to fly. When I want you to know that if he did, I would have made the argument for it, and there is one main reason why. It's not relevant because he doesn't. But if he had, that would mean that someone had actually taken the time to research all that shit and found that information and intentionally um, added it. Because you don't, wouldn't just draw a lump on a character's head for no reason. Well, they could have done, like, reference pictures. It doesn't mean they researched and said, oh, yes, this is the flying lump. It just but meant they looked at, like, features. From a Western design mentality, because I did go to art school, you'll remember. Mm. Um, if you found references, some that had it, some that did not, in the interest of making a cartoon character, you would probably leave that off if you had the choice, uh, just because of what is recognizable as... A dragon to most um, Western viewers. Mm -hmm. So I will say right now, if he had the thing, I would argue he can fly. He doesn't, he so doesn't. I'm not going to yeah. try to. But 
you know, just so you know where I'm at. Um, so getting more into Mushu specifically, um, he was voiced by Eddie Murphy in the first film and then Mark Mosley in the sequel and later uh, appearances. Um, so at the start of the movie, he is a gong ringer. Um, he basically, he fucked up, uh, protecting the Fa family. You see the one ancestor whose head is on a plate because he fucked up. Uh, and because of that, he's been kind of demoted to sort of like an alarm clock, really. Uh, so his whole thing is he's gonna go with Mulan to save China, bring honor to the family, and in doing so, get his position back as the Fa family guardian. Basically, you know, prove that he deserves it. Um, so he can breathe fire, which is shown in it multiple times. Not very well. You're right, not very well. Um, uh, although again, you know, there's- they play with that a little bit in later appearances at- in House of Mouse. Including showing that if he eats spicy food, he suddenly gets good at breathing fire for realses. But if he drinks ice water, he temporarily loses the ability to breathe fire at all. So that's a whole thing. As a character, he was written to be pretty selfish. Uh, but with significant character development throughout the movie. Um, there's a whole thing that goes on where at one point he... I don't remember. If, I don't think this is in the first movie. It's been a while. I have like almost no memories of the second movie, which is probably for the yeah. best. Neither do I. I just remember. I don't know. I think it's in the first movie. At one point, uh, he tries to fuck up Mulan and um, she, uh, what's her boyfriend's name? Uh, Shang. Thank you. She tries to fuck up their relationship because he's worried the ancestors are gonna be real mad at him for that one. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and I would say, overall, big success for him on helping Mulan save China. I'm gonna give it a mixed success at best for him trying to break up Mulan and Shang, because they do go through a rough patch, but then they also do get married at the end. So, you know, <laughs> you know not I that mean... successful. So, uh, it's also shown that he has a proficiency with fireworks, presumably to make up for the fact that he's not so great at breathing <laughs> yeah. fire. He is, the I think, the only character in it that repeatedly breaks the fourth wall. Presumably because he was written as the comedic relief of the movie, as shown by the fact that Eddie Murphy was the voice actor for him, at least in the first one. Two very important details that are explicitly shown in the movie is that he is immortal. He has no natural life span. And also... Uh, that he is invulnerable. Throughout the movie, he survives um, things like avalanches, an explosion, crushed underneath people's feet, all sorts of fun things. Look at me how you will, but being crushed or exploded would kill something that is not invulnerable. She's giving me this blank look as though that's not perfectly good. Listen, listen, I can't, I can't go back and look at historical texts or whatever. I'm working off of a fucking Disney character. Did you hurt your shoulder with that reach? He's a I did Disney not. character, bro. They're not gonna kill the comedic He's explicitly immortal. They, no, no, no. Yeah. No. What do you mean, no? Like, the immortal Absolutely. immortal I would, would be almost, explicitly I would almost let you... I swear to fucking God, Alyssa. I would 
almost let you make an argument about the invulnerability on account of, as the comedic relief character in a cartoon, it makes sense that he would go through a lot of stuff and never actually be harmed by it. Yeah. Okay, sure. I'll let you have that. But the immortality is an actual thing. As the family guardian, he's immortal. That's like how it, how it works. As, as long as we can agree that invulnerable is a ridiculous reach, then I can agree, sure, he's the immortal family dragon guardian. Oh, um, so interestingly enough, uh, the reason why Mark Mosley voiced him in the sequel is because Eddie Murphy was busy voicing Donkey in Shrek. And <laughs> later on, <laughs> uh, in a separate occurrence of Donkey, uh, Mark Mosley also voiced Donkey once. Oh my god. <laughs> so there is some very significant um, overlap there. Largely because they, the two characters play very similar roles in their sep- in the separate movies as the comedic relief that will not leave the protagonist alone and cannot be gotten rid of and is kind of there for their own thing, but also kind of there as, like, the person who is coming along with the protagonist. Oh my god. And that is going to be very important for one of my debate points later. <laughs> Oh boy, I I cannot wait. I will um, say my experience of Mushu. I really love Mushu, but Kingdom Hearts has kind of tarnished his reputation. No, he's get a that shit summon. out of here. He's a shit out, out, out of here. here. We're not talking about Kingdom Hearts, Alyssa. I am. I am. Please. I cannot let you discuss Kingdom Hearts on this good podcast. I'm sorry, but I can't let you do that to our name. Um. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the movie, I'm ignoring you, uh, he does get his position as the family guardian back after he, you know, goes with Mulan. Although, also, there was also the cricket, which I think was more helpful, actually. (laughs) I was gonna say, the lucky cricket, I feel like, had had a lot. Did more than (laughs) Mushin did. But that's neither here nor there. Um, that's kind of my summary on Mushu, which brings us into the debate. Oh, boy. Um, which one are we covering first? Uh, I mean, we should go with We do standard. fight first, yeah. right? Yeah. Usually? Mm-hmm. So, I am uncertain if we can really talk out a traditional fight the way we normally would. Because usually I feel like we try and keep the fight segment fairly realistic based on character abilities and all of that. Right. These are both cartoon characters. Which, as I've already stated and you've pointed out and all that, it complicates what their capabilities are versus what is just kind of shown for the sake of kind of a cartoon gag, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think it's going to be difficult for us to kind of suss out which is which. But one thing that I really do want to hammer home, at the beginning of Shrek, Mm -hmm. when Shrek is ready to fucking kill everyone, and he's, you know, kicking everyone out of the swamp. Trying to, but continue. Trying to, but continue. Nope, you said that to me. Yeah. Um... (laughs) brain none of they don't leave he has to go on the whole quest but the one creature that he cannot get rid of even at the end of the movie 
Really. And I mean, he kind of does, but only because they've bonded and now Donkey's sad. Is Donkey, which I've already discussed, very similar personalities there. The I, I'm sorry, I'm are going you going to gonna argue? You. Oh my god, I know where you're I going believe with this. Oh that hand to hand combat, first of all, Mushu is actually shown to be very good in hand to hand combat. He's I shown to be very fast. Very he can do the minor fire breathing thing. He's very good with fireworks, all of that. So I think he could hold his own against Shrek. But ultimate victory would come in the form of wearing Shrek down over time. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, okay. So you have a point there, <laughs> but like if it was for the sake of actual fighting, Mushu wouldn't stand a chance. He was actually able to stop Dragon, you know, the giant dragon uh, yeah, in the movie. He set the donkey on the dragon no, and they no, fell no, in no, love. No, 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 no. Okay, when they were trying to escape, First of all, he was smart enough to figure out how to chain it up so they could escape. And second of all, at one point he stops her, like he grabs her tail with his hands and she stops moving. So he's strong enough to restrain Dragon with his own hands. And that's a giant dragon. Is he fast enough? Because Mushu is faster than the dragon depicted in Shrek. So yes, brute force, Shrek's got it. Okay, but he's at least is he fast enough, enough to, to catch. come up with something. I'm telling you, just perseverance and sheer annoyance will get Mushu there. But like, and I truly just believe annoying that. Annoying, and what, what? Like he just can't, he just you know locks his doors. I don't know. The other dragon eats him. Would... Like I don't know. I'm just saying, annoying someone to death doesn't count as a combat victory. Like I understand the circumstances. I think between we are cartoon under. characters, annoying someone to death absolutely counts as a combat victory. Okay, alternatively, I can't enough. Alternatively, because, because if we're taking everything that happens in the movies mm -hmm. seriously and talking about it like we normally do, that brings Mushu's invulnerability back into question. And you've already said we're not counting that. Okay, then look at it this way. You've already said that Mushu and Donkey are very similar. He's built up an immunity. He's dealt with Donkey so often that it's not going to phase him. He's had how many fucking years of this motherfucker tailing on him constantly Precedence day in set and by day episodes, out? Uh -huh. Such as the last one mm -hmm. suggests that in combat, the, the, the battle is between the individual monsters prior to any effects that relationships with other people in the story have affected. For example, your hoe won the fight last last mm -hmm. week on account of you were saying, yes, at, by the end, he's Catholic, but at the start, he isn't yet. So he's fighting at the start. Okay. By the end, he has an immunity to that kind of annoying bullshit. How, but we're not talking about the end. <laughs> then how do we suggest it won't end up with the same effect? Because, again, he goes from the start of hating his guts to eventually dealing with him and enjoying his company. So how do Honestly, we know the same thing Honestly, because the happen? major character difference between Mushu and Donkey mm -hmm. is that Donkey's primary motivation is wanting to have a close friend. Mm -hmm. It's loneliness. And so because of that, he, while being annoying as hell, has very good intentions with the that and he cares about Shrek. Mushu's primary motivations are entirely selfish. <laughs> and so he would not win over Shrek. He'd just annoy the fuck out of him. Okay. <laughs> 
But the only reason Shrek didn't tear Donkey to pieces and, like, he eventually chased him off, but, like, he felt bad about it and then went back for him. So, like, the whole reason he didn't tear him to pieces was because he knew his heart was in the right place and he needed Which brings us back to, is Shrek fast enough to catch Mushu? And I say, no, he's not. Oh, my God. Mushu is very fast (laughs) and has the experience of an immortal dragon backing him up. If we're talking about intellect... And being able to come up with plans, I find it unlikely sorry, that there's much argue, that that bitch hasn't seen. I, I'm, I'm just saying, I don't, I don't really think we can argue Mushu's intelligence here. Like, okay, listen, he's dumb, but every cartoon character is dumb. That's not mm-hmm. his fault. <laughs> I'm just saying, I think Mushu has a solid shot at this. I think the only reason he has a shot is because he's immortal. And that's a really good shot he's got, huh? Uh-huh. Because uh, Shrek is not immortal. Yeah, I couldn't but help like, but remember. If the basis suddenly. of our argument is just one dies before the other, like, because... If one of them is too fast to be caught by the other one... Also, where yeah. are we getting, like, his idea of super speed? Because he's fast, but, like, he's not... I- but But Shrek isn't especially fast. I'm not talking super speed. I'm talking, he's just very small and very quick. Yeah, but Shrek isn't Whereas, sl- shown to be slow. Like, sure, he's larger, he's physically imposing, but that doesn't mean, like, he's not fast. If I were to pull up one of those, like, charts that fans love oh to make God. of things, where they, like, measure out the stats, uh-huh. Shrek would have a fairly low speed, is yeah, all I'm saying. Yeah, but I'm just saying he's got a larger step because he's larger, so he can catch up with Dragon faster. Uh, uh, pff, Dragon fucking Mushu faster! Like, Mushu might have the inert speed, but he's smaller, so more of- and he can't fly to get away. Doesn't have to move in a straight line. What are you talking about? It would be fine. Mm-hmm. It would be tough for him to catch him. I- I- Now that I'm also, really that's on the this, only I argument don't want to give have. up. That's the only argument you have. He's annoying and he's fast. What else are you bringing to the table? I mean, I guess we could bring up the... So, fire breathing. Not... We've agreed he's not the best at it, but he is capable of it. Again, Shrek took Um, on a giant dragon that breathed fire. It didn't seem to bother him. Okay. That's true. I was going to bring up the fireworks, but that's actually a valid point. I'm just saying, I... I don't know if you and I are going to be able to come to an agreement on this one. This might be one that's left up to I can accept that listeners. because there are a lot of variables okay. that we can't work with here in terms of, like, realms of cartoon and reality that's and whatnot. That's the thing. Like, it's really what we're going to accept from all of that. Um, okay, so that brings us to a section I'm much less comfortable debating. <laughs> um... <laughs> Okay, okay, we're gonna- Because gonna neither of these right are characters now. that are meant to be seen as romantic. Uh, yeah, we're gonna have to look at this as dateability. Uh, oh my god, yeah. Strictly, I'm not going anywhere else near anything else. Uh, I will say, in terms of dateability, Shrek does have a successful relationship. He is married, he does have three kids, he does have a sensitive side, uh- he was willing to change himself into a human permanently to make uh, his wife happy. 
And like, I'm not saying that's good, but like, he was willing to yeah, make sacrifices say, I mean. and changes in a relationship. Like, she, he, re- he comes to realize that it's important that he love himself for who he is, but he's willing to make those changes. He's willing to put in the work in his relationship. He tries to get on with her parents. You know, he goes through the whole meeting the parents. He tries to be on good terms with his in-laws. He recognizes his faults and failings. He has a sensitive side in which he just wants to be understood and accepted for who he is internally. I can I'm keep starting going. to think you want to date Shrek. No, I don't! I just want to win. <laughs> that was a passionate argument in his defense. I don't want to date him. I just want to win. <laughs> uh, okay. So, few things. Um, first of all, the, the prospect of spending time with Shrek was compared to living with a teenage boy. Yeah. We can both agree that's huge marks against him. Yeah, that's not great. But you also brought up the point of that it's similar to dating... You know, you 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 had a straight phase, and I argue people and it willingly was date gross men all the time. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that he should win for that. The fact that people keep making mistakes. <laughs> I mean, someone's willingly dating Elon Musk, Alyssa. <laughs> Someone had a child with Elon Musk. I just want that to be known. <laughs> so we can't use what other people are willing to date as a guideline here. I'm just saying it's not as much of a retract as you think it is because people do it and people do it happily. But the only people happily dating teenage boys are teenage girls that are usually still full of self-esteem issues and still have the mindset that they shouldn't expect much from their romantic partner. I was more talking about the older, continually gross okay, yeah. men, but... Uh, that too. Also, like, that's the other thing. By the time you're an adult, you have standards. There is no adult that's like, I wouldn't mind dating someone with horrible hygiene who bathes in literal mud. You would be surprised! That's okay with me! You would be surprised! But, like, that you can't take mark... You can't not count that as a huge markdown. Oh, I'm definitely saying it retracts, but anyway. Okay, so, um, some things for Mushu. Persistent as fuck. Uh, very funny. There is a scene where he summons breakfast out of thin fucking air for Mulan. (laughs) Uh, in the the camp, you see everyone else eating kind of gross food, and he just fucking summons goddamn eggs and I think bacon out of thin fucking air. Are you kidding me? Dating someone who could summon breakfast in bed at a whim? I don't like breakfast, though. I never eat breakfast, so that doesn't do anything for me. Sorry. You're just broken. Some things about <laughs> Alyssa. She thinks that it's fine to date people with bad hygiene no, who smell I bad don't. and like to bathe in mud. Also, uh, um, she thinks that a partner who is able to summon food to bed is nothing impressive. She Thank doesn't God really I'm think that's important. I'm already in a happy, long-standing relationship <laughs> because this podcast would ruin my dating life otherwise. <laughs> so I just want to make sure we're all on the same page about Alyssa and her priorities in a relationship. Counterpoint, you brought up multiple times that Mushu is selfish and primarily motivated by self-interest. And that's not a great standard for a relationship either. But he goes through significant character improvement throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. I'm just saying 
in the next movie, he immediately tried to destroy a happy relationship because he was jealous. So how That's much true. was it really a sticking that growth? Is true. Yeah. I- <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't know what other points I can make. I mean, points I can make. Doesn't smell bad. Not unfortunate to look to at or talk to. Shrek, also very mean at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So hard to date someone who doesn't even want to be in the same air, like general area as you. You have to go on a whole long adventure with with Shrek so in order for him you. to not hate your guts. So did Mushu. And Mushu also- does not automatically hate everyone. He's just an annoying little bitch sometimes. Okay, but by the same argument that you just made, by the end, he learns to open up, and it's only because he's been rejected that he turns, like, he's cold and mean to people. So? I don't want to deal with someone His dad tried to eat him, okay? That does damage. Debatable. Okay, okay, here's my argument. Here's my argument. Shrek is not my first choice. I don't think he should be anyone's first choice. I don't even think he's on the top 10 of list of monsters of dateability. I don't even think he would beat some of the looter- losers of dateability. I'm just saying, in comparison of what we have available right now and the arguments and points that are being made, Shrek is more dateable than Mushu. Here's the thing. I agree you are doing a better job arguing Shrek's favor. Part of the issue is, I do not remember... As much about the movie Mulan as I would like to. I mean, and that's an issue. I, I will give you... So I am <laughs> struggling to make the necessary arguments in Mushu's favor. All I can effectively do is point out the issues with Shrek. No which I know is not the best issue, strategy. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll, I'll... Listen, I've been there. I've been there. I don't have anything to work with, so I'm grasping at straws that I'm making in the air as we speak. I've been there. It sucks. Uh... But I, no relationship is without issue. No person or mythical creature is without flaws. I think it's just no, important you. to it's recognize just... them and move past them. I personally cannot live with myself if at the end of this, the words Shrek wins dateability <laughs> leaves either of our mouths. <laughs> I will not be able to live with myself. So we don't have to say this. It, this what if goes we just beyond it? Alyssa. This goes beyond me winning. If you were switched and I had Shrek and you had Mushu to argue for, I would still be feeling this way. I can not. This is devastating for me. Uh, you can get angry with Mori. You can, we could, uh, oh, could say. Oh, real. you know what? I think we should do. Um, I'm going to switch to FaceTiming you on my iPad so we can give Mori a call. Oh, that's a good idea. Because I feel like Maury is the real winner in this for manipulating, bo- manipulating both I'm of us. I'm so mad at them. Yeah. They better answer. That's all I have to say. Oh my god, I'm going to be so mad at them if they don't answer. So fucking help me. This will be even more fun when we have them as a guest on our podcast and be like, answer for your crimes. I mean, if anything, they will then listen to this podcast and be devastated that they missed their chance. This child of mine. I'm going to get them on the phone to yell at them. You guys don't know this, but I have been uh, sipping my way through a cocktail this whole episode. So if it seems like I've become slightly more unhinged as the episode progressed, you're right. I have. (laughs) You've done a fantastic job of keeping it together, though. Can I just say? 
Thank you. Oh, Maury's calling. Hey, yo. Maury, I'm gonna fucking kill you. <laughs> I just want to say, I don't have any missed calls from you. Oh, I called you. You'll hear it in the oh, episode. I don't have any. Okay, real quick, you were on mic, and I'm so <laughs> mad at you. Right now. <laughs> I have never been betrayed like this. I just need you to stop being mad at me before I have to stay at your house for the convention. <laughs> that, it's okay. I'm on the way to Texas right now. I'm fucking safe. <laughs> no fear, distance. <laughs> Maury, I think it's bold of you to assume. Hold up. Maury, I don't know. Oh, shit. Maury can't hear you. How am I going to fix this? Okay. Okay, my audio is going to get a little funky, guys, but bear with me. Okay, Alyssa, speak. Maury, I think if it's very bold of you to assume that Brooke is going to forget or forgive by the time you come up to visit them. I mean, I think I can handle it. I cannot believe that... You pulled this over on me. I want you to know, I found out like 10 minutes before we recorded that you had gotten this whole thing together. And I'm just... (laughs) They were so mad. They were like literally fuming. I went feral in the middle of my kitchen. (laughs) It honestly wasn't very difficult to do. I don't know why I didn't do it sooner. And I think it's my like magnum opus of being... In the gay hell group chat. <laughs> I'm so fucking mad at you. <laughs> oh, well, uh, the fight ended with a tie, and I want you to know that because of your actions, um, the verdict for dateability is as follows. Alyssa, if you could let let them know. So we can't for legal and emotional well-being reasons say that Shrek is more dateable than Mushu, but Shrek makes the better argument. So now we're stuck in an impasse of how do we end the dateability fight because neither of us actually wants to accept the fact that we have to say who would win dateability, but like we can't we can't give what do we do, Maury? What what the fuck do we do? You did this! So I sent a message in my sorority, like, nationals group chat, and I told them about the podcast, and I told them about the Shrek versus Mushu thing, and somebody pointed out, my good friend Marissa, I think, said that Mushu is voiced by Eddie Murphy, and what else do you need in a partner? I'm going to let Maury argue for a bit, because I'm emotionally (laughs) exhausted, but keep going. I think I'm too Shrek. I'm so mad! I think I'm too Shrek. Okay, okay, but like, the the thing is, Mushu is like so annoying. Like, as a character, he's great. If I knew him in real life, I'd spend my whole life just like stepping on him any chance I could. Not even in like a kinky, sexy, like step on me way. Like an actual, like... I can't. I couldn't. I wouldn't be able to handle Mushu. I want you to know, Mori, the way that Mushu was able to um, tie in combat is that his, uh, his, he, he would be able to potentially annoy Shrek to death was the verdict. So. 
I cannot argue with you on that. So I just needed to call you so you would be faced with the consequences of your actions. I'm so mad at you. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> I'm so mad. This- I'm Team Shrek, they say. <laughs> I... I really don't know how you expected that to go. Like, I don't know. I don't think they faced the consequences of their actions or helped, but that's... I will be tagging them. Guys, so as you guys know, whenever I post a... They just texted me. I have zero regrets. Um, <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, that sounds about right. So I generally make a post when new episodes come out just to let you guys know, hey guys, you know, I think this is what, episode 13? Episode 13 out now, yada yada. I will be giving you Maury's Twitter handle so that you can let them know the horrible crime they have committed on this day. And usually I would feel bad doing that to someone, but this time it has been well earned. Yeah, no, I'm not going to say Bully Mori on Twitter, but, like, strongly word disapproval at them or near them. Yeah, exactly. So, I'll do that on Twitter. Uh, if you guys aren't following us on Twitter, I strongly recommend that you do. Um, just because, you know, we are notoriously not great about following an update schedule. I will admit that. Um... And that is the best way to know when new episodes come out, because I always post it within, like, five minutes. Not to mention, then you can give us feedback on what you thought of the episode. Uh, if you have any requests about something you'd really love to hear us debate, send it to us. Um, Clearly and we have then no you get to qualms. partake in the polls. <laughs> yeah. Clearly you have no qualms about taking requests. More it was like, do Shrek, and I was like, I don't know if I should, and they were like, do it, and I was like, okay. Now, Maury has... Um, been a good friend of the show from the beginning, which is why they were able to pull this over on us. The horrible, horrible gremlin child that they are. But, um, I will go ahead and say we're probably not going to let something like this happen again. Yeah. Um, even this time, it the only reason it happened was because I was under the impression that I would be discussing Mushu and diving into it from, like, an Eastern Dragon perspective. And that Alyssa would be coming in with a real monster. And then the horrible words, my uh, topic this week is Shrek, left her mouth. <laughs> uh, so it only worked out because one of us was in on it. And I think we're in agreement that yeah. um, unless there's, like, a special event or something, we're probably not going to agree to do it again. But if you have a real subject you'd like to hear from us, let us know. We are always looking for input. Uh, so follow us at Mythids1 on Twitter. Um, the sources, I already said, Wikipedia. Uh, Maury knows my brand and they were respectful of it. Alyssa, where'd you get your info from? Uh, mine was honestly... <laughs> Honestly, it's just the movies and the book. Uh, you know, Shrek by uh, William Stagg and the various different movies I did. I will admit to doing some searches on uh, Wikipedia for clarification, but really I just took it directly from the source material. So, there you go. Uh, the music, as always, was done by my incredible, talented, lovely husband, Eddie. Um, cover art was done by me. 
Um, and I think that's all we've got for you guys today. So we'll see you again next time. Goodbye. Bye.